Whether or not you celebrated Valentine's Day, whether or not you believe in Valentine's Day or you're single, married, we have curated this session especially for you. It's going to be a very laid back, uh, casual chat, um, but the topics are going to be very interesting. So, yep, sit tight. But before that, let us introduce our guest speakers for today. They have been married for over 15 years. They have been dating for over 20 years, still dating until today. And they have known each other for close to 30 years. And they are madly in love with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Fasel and Esther. Hi. Hi guys, Hi, are you okay? Hi. Hi. 30 years? No lah, not so close long. To, close to 30 close years. Close to 30 years. Yeah. I, I checked with the source yeah, already. Last night she texted me. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of like calculated how long it has been. Yeah. 30 years, she will be a baby. Oh Almost. man, oh, that yeah. is right. Almost 30 years. Okay. okay. So, I mean, we all know you guys as like our pastor and our leader, right? But tell us more about what we don't know about your marriage, about your relationship, about your journey so far. I always start. You start. Why don't you start? Oh, oh I start? Yeah, you can start. <clears throat> For a change. Um, Esther's brother was my best friend. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you always look for your best friend's sister. Oh. Pro tip, guys. So I, because Michael was my best, was my best friend. Oh, what happened? Which I officially told him already. Are you still best church. friends now that no. he's your brother-in-law? No more. No. My wife is my best friend now. Oh. Yep. By law, by because law. Because you only allow one best friend. That's yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah, okay. otherwise everybody's your best friend. So the rest are good friends. So, so I hang out with Michael a lot and go to the house and kind of like, oh, you got a sister. So How that, old was she at that time? I don't know, like 13? 13? Uh, but, but nothing, 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 nothing. That time nothing happened. We, I was just hanging out with Michael. Yeah, okay. we, we kind of like, yeah, hang out a lot. Okay. Yeah. So Esther, when you, when you first saw Pastor, do you have any idea, any clue that he will be someone important in your life? Um, not really, because... Don't ask questions that will potentially embarrass <laughs> me. I'm sorry, but you know, uh, uh, yeah, well... Because <laughs> I was 13 years old, uh, just new to high school. In high school, there's a sea of boys at Whoa. school. So, yeah, you, 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 I never thought that he, no. we, eventually, we, we eventually would hook up or like, and then get married. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so... I, I'm from the other school, by the way. Okay, and the only, so good school. the only time that you get to know each other is like when you hang out with Michael. Uh. Like the ti only time you see each other, were you in the same, same church? Same church, same, yeah, church. same, same church. church, same youth group. Okay. Same youth group. And uh, serving the same ministry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Romantic right. Ray, I was the worship leader, she was the pianist. Ah. Ah. So who, who, set, who set the duty roster? The worship leader or the pianist? Definitely not me. <laughs> You know what? I don't know. Uh, Somebody God, must have said it. God inspired that person to put you all together. Okay, okay. Alright, so yeah. tell me a bit about your journey so far, like from last time you're dating and then now. Like, how has it been? Um, I think we went through the most during our dating years because, yeah. um, so I was young and he was older and he was... <sighs> So, no, no, no. Okay, okay. Let's just make it clear, lah. Pastor is not that old, lah. Like, how, how, how many years? Gap? Five years apart. Five, five years. years is a, it's good. It's a good gap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's so you can imagine when I was thirteen, he's what? Eighteen. Guys, accounting, right? Mm. Okay. So, um, so but by the time we got to know each other better, I was probably seventeen, and he was twenty-three, and twenty-one. Twenty. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. It's a Valentine's weekend. It's not a max. It's not a max class. Okay. All right, chill. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. And when we were, when so he asked me out, and we were go, get, going to get serious and all. Um. My parents were not really happy about it. Uh. So, we went through a lot of hardship because of objection from my parents, because, because they they didn't really agree with me going out with a guy who was going to be a pastor. Are they watching okay. this? I hope not. They're but, at church now. <laughs> but what was their concern like? Why, it, what is it about uh, being a pastor that they were uh, concerned about for you? So, growing up, my dad would always tell me that, hey, um, if you marry a pastor, 
there are a lot of things you have to give up in your life. You have to give up luxury, you have to give up a lot of your desires, you have to give up, give up a lot of your, um, the, the things that you want to enjoy in life. So growing up, this is what I hear every other day when my dad was trying to discourage me from entering a relationship with a pastor. But do you know that your potential father-in-law was concerned about these things? Uh, I didn't know my father-in-law was concerned, but I knew my mother-in-law was very concerned. She was very vocal? No, so I, <laughs> I, I thought I would bring him home to meet my parents, right, for a meal. My mom never spoke to him a single word the whole night. If you've never been yeah. through that, you're fine. Okay, my, yeah. I got it worse. I, okay. Yeah, so it was really awkward to the max. And, and those days, so, cannot, cannot text. Yeah. You can't text it. No, no mobile yeah. phone, right? So you so can't I had to like, call the house. Oh. And then you have to pray really hard. Not my mother-in-law. I mean, not, not Esther's mom. Not Esther's mom. Not Esther's mom. Hello? Hello? Uh, put out the phone. No, like, don't dare to look for Esther. You know, like... Wow. If you guys think that you're having it hard in your relationship, I think Pastor had it harder. La. Harder. Haven't yet. Still got a lot more. Oh but anyway, my yeah. goodness. So since then, okay, you've come a long way. You went through LDR as well. Yeah. What for how many long, long distance, distance relationships? Oh, long yeah. distance relationships. Yeah, yeah, we did, so, we did. Yeah, so from that, he, he came, he was sent over to KL to pioneer a church. And my dad didn't want me to be here in KL at all. So he so, sent you away. So my dad sent me to Perth. I went to Perth. Wow. Perth. Um, so in our mind, Perth is it's Alcatraz. A, you know, the so it's a city I never went back again in the last oh, 20 no. years. Um, I know some people here left Perth. Yeah, it's, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Everyone, you, personal Sarah. preference. Personal preference. <laughs> Studying yeah, in yeah, Perth. Yeah, yeah. Josh thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so we ne- I've never been to Perth. I've been to Australia so many times because it got painful memories. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, so through that um, do you want to hear the story yeah. you're, you're gonna give some response you yeah, know okay. Okay. you're gonna look yeah, interested you're gonna it gets, up, you know? it gets yeah. juicy okay so so five to six years of long distance relationship and i was only allowed to come back home once um, and i have to go straight back to tawau and he was here so we probably hardly met each other oh, um, then when i graduated i made the decision to uh to move back here to kl to a city that I have no friends, I don't even know anybody, and I only know him. So my dad was getting panicky. Really. It's like, gosh, my this daughter is like losing not it. Listening. She is very, very determined, very stubborn. Probably he's okay. She, he's thinking. So uh, we went on. It took me very long to convince my parents um, and to accept him, all the way till uh, we, we okay. Uh, we he proposed to me on my final year of university. I was still in Sydney. And I didn't tell my dad. He, I, he I, did, and he okay. made a mistake. Yeah, I made a mistake because uh, I was the first guy trying to get married in church. All right, I had got no prior experience or whatever. Not that I proposed to another girl before, uh, just so that you all know. So I didn't know I have to ask Esther's father for the daughter's hand. Okay. I was so into like saving up my money, buy the air ticket, mm. get the ring, fly to Sydney, and propose. So I proposed first. And then they found out later. So were they Not angry? Oh. They were so angry. Oh no. Yeah. So, so it wasn't a memorable engagement for me because oh. I had to deal with my parents <laughs> after that. So, so, so and then yeah. also because I wrote a book and then it went on to the newspaper and then the newspaper wrote uh, and, and Kevin is engaged to Esther. So those Tawau people read the newspaper. Oh. Hey, Dr. Koo, your, your daughter engaged. Uh. How come we don't know? I'm like, because I also Die. don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of like that, you know. Yeah. Not oh, nice. Man. Yeah. So, at what point did they finally accept and embrace Pastor as like the father-in-law, uh, like say, sorry, son-in-law, on my wedding day, actually? Because when it's when it's the official for official, oh my it was god, official. fifteen years ago, guys. Yeah. Don't and take picture. <laughs> Hi. Suddenly I realized Abel is here, my childhood friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So they accept they had to accept him on the wedding day. Yeah, because that was a choice I made. But on the eve of my wedding day. On the eve. On the eve of my wedding day, so the uh, the night before, uh, we were at Westin Hotel. So after dinner, my dad sat me down for a final talk. He said, you know what, Esther? 
you still have a choice. Choice is still yours. Whatever it is, is your decision. Tomorrow, you still have a choice to not walk down the aisle. And you can just go home with daddy. We can just fly home. I tell you, no <sighs> Korean drama even thought about this, okay? Somebody will be stealing the script after this and make it the next big Korean drama, man. It came no. out in a script. In my one of my drama script, I think you were acting in it. Yes, I remember George. that, yes. So that was probably seven years after we were married that only then he knew what happened that night. What happened before. that night. Seven years? Yeah. When you found out, how do you feel, Pastor? Like, oh, but then, and by then, you got uh, a kid. Uh, uh, too late. You know, Cantonese say, do you my easing? So, you know, what can you do, right? I give you a grandson, okay? And by then, your family loves him. Okay, by then, since then, by now, sometimes I think my parents love him more than me. Wow! Woo! So come on, give me a score. big hand. <laughs> so, so yeah. I think, I think, I just want everybody to know God is actively participating in all the things in our lives. So, you know, going through this whole period, just got married, and and my mother-in-law's not very sure, not so excited. My father-in-law. So my, my mother-in-law actually went to Hillsong Conference one year after we got married. And she was there. You know, Hillsong Conference is a big conference, like 20,000 people. So she was sitting there one night and she was sitting next to a Korean lady okay. uh, in Australia. And so, you know, like a typical church setting, they give you three minutes to say hi to each other. And the Korean lady, oh, hi, ma'am, where are you from? So my mother-in-law said, oh, I'm from Malaysia. Oh, you're from Malaysia. Oh, you know what? I, I know of a pastor in Malaysia. This young man is so full of faith. I loved him. He loved people. He loved, I love how he preaches the word of God. Man, I, I, yeah, it's a fine young man. I wonder, like, if you have met, met him before or heard of his name. So my mother-in-law said, oh, so, so what's this young man's name? Oh, his name is Kevin Liu. Oh, my God loves you, uh, Pastor. God loves you. My mother-in-law, right? Like, oh yeah, that's my son-in-law. Oh, you are so blessed. Give Thank Pastor you, a Jesus. big hand, uh, seriously. Mike, who could have orchestrated that, right? Well, after that, it's kind of like sealed the deal. Like, my mother-in-law loves me. She even learned cooking from me and, you know, join us for our holidays. Yeah. Thank you. They love me now. So this is really a happy so don't, ending. Don't, don't, give, don't give up, okay? Yeah, don't, give don't, up. Yes. don't give up. If your parents-in-law don't like you, you are normal, okay? All right? So, so it's fine when it's fine. Work it, at it. Keep work working at it. Work at it. Yeah, work so at what it. about like, not just parents-in-law, but sometimes, you know, your circle, your entire cell group, your friends, they all don't like your partner, but you love your partner. You feel like your partner is perfect for you and even better than Christian guy. You know, so how? <laughs> How? How? Like, dude, I, I love my parents. I love my partner. I, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, but I also want to honor my parents. So, what do I do? Oh, you know, sir. I know, I know Esther, uh, Esther's story pretty much answered the question. Lah. But, like, sometimes being like stubborn and really like, Determined, pays off. My, my dad just want, really needed to know that I really know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm yes. ready for the consequences that come after. Okay. So I think as any parents do, yep. now I'm parent. When Ethan Anlu really brings back home a girlfriend, I think Suddenly I'm going to Suddenly the crazy. full name come out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Ethan I think I'm going to go like... <laughs> so, so I think every parent just want the best for your child. Yep. And as long as you are convinced, you're confident in your choice and you know what you're doing and you are courageous enough to go through that, whatever comes and then they are convinced because you are convinced okay so you're gonna first have faith in your relationship yep yeah okay cool okay I think I think it's also sometimes uh, there are there are two reasons if say your girlfriend's family are not too excited about you maybe there are certain f things that you're not doing or certain expectation you're not meeting for example right if every time going out for family dinner, you're always late. They have to wait for you. You're not the one that chopped the table. You don't put tissue paper there. And, and they, they cannot find a table and you're not there. And, and when, when it's having dinner time, you're always like looking at your phone and you're talking to people, you're playing game and not engaging. That's your fault. 
that's your part to play, right? But if, say, it is different thing, like beyond your control, like maybe financial status or, or like you're not rich enough and things like that, I think, I think that one, it's between your girlfriend and the parents. It, it's really nothing you can do. So, so you, you have to realize, you cannot say, yeah, but they don't like me. Sometimes they don't like you for a reason. Like if you don't turn up on time, you, you yeah. don't do anything. Yeah. So who can you blame, right? So you have to, the key is to evaluate ourselves and be sick. It's going to be your family, right? Yeah. So, so you, you can't treat them like only, you're only dating the daughter. Mm. Family is not my, my business. It's true. Yeah. It's rude. Okay, you guys are learning something today. Yeah. Yes? Okay, quickly, we have a lot of questions. So let's move on to the next one. This one is very interesting. So is it okay or not for a girl to make the first move? Ooh, oh, that's quiet. Is it okay for the girls to make the first move? Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. I also think it's okay. Okay, for me, I have this logic. I, was I also the, think it's okay. I, I better <laughs> in agreement, right? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember when we, girls, remember when we first entered high school, okay? 13 years old, back to that 13 year old. And you go to school and suddenly there's like other guys compared to those little boys from primary school. And then, so you probably get attracted. And, and if you suddenly feel like you like, kind of like this prefect or like this guy and he sits in this class, what do a girl do? They will appear. They will purposely detour and walk past the classroom to get to the toilet, or walk past the classroom to go to the library. Confession time is true. Right? Uh, yes, it's true. Right? It's true. Front, yeah, you kind of flirt, and drop, it's natural. Drop yeah, guy flirts, girl flirt, and that is kind of like a first move because you're trying to give attraction. You're trying to attract attention as well. So, but when we get older, in our twenties, in our thirties, then suddenly that whole thing becomes such a taboo that a girl cannot make the first move. Because I think in a way we are afraid of being rejected because it's very embarrassing for a girl to you know. And like when the older we grow, the more aware about how people view us, you know, then like oh, you let's don't say, seem desperate. Yes, we don't seem desperate and suddenly like you know the word spread, you know, sometimes word spread in church or so. No, no, then I the next weekend everybody know, hey you know uh, the dear Karina tried to ask Boon out, you know. No 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 no. I think I think okay when when we talk about girls making the first move, right? I mean girls, I know you are way smarter than that. Asking the guy, I mean making the first move, right? It's not like you don't know the guy, you never met the guy or, or, or you just know that you're in the same church, you somehow got his number and said, hey, hi, I like you, can we go out for a meal? <laughs> of course you won't do that. You just appear, you roster yourself, play piano. Uh, talk everything. to Angelica. Talk to Angelica, talk to so, Adrian. So actually we were talking about it the other day, then I realised, oh, maybe my wife put herself in the roster every week when I was leaving. Uh, so she said, yeah, you wouldn't know, right? I said, I wouldn't. But then this girl kept appearing. How hard to love her? How to not to love her? How hard not? How hard is it to? Okay, never mind. Yeah, how hard not to love her? How hard not to love? How hard to love her? Oh my god! Yeah. Never mind, never mind. Hey. Sayang her today, ah. You and CK have to sayang each other. Okay, okay, no, right. So, like, okay. So the key is to be subtle and natural. Yeah. Is it? Is this the key takeaway for us girls today? Yeah. Girls hint all the time, right? True. Then why don't you hint this? Mm. Yesterday we were interviewed by two single men One is Kaysen Lim Number two is Albert Kaur He's there and, and they asked the same question So we asked them back You as a single man Are you okay if the girl make the first move? They say it's fine oh. They say it's fine okay. Of course, of course uh, they say it's Albert fine Albert Kaur's phone number <laughs> And Kaysen Lim's phone number Because they say it's fine yeah, my, my dad has this logic la, which I don't I don't endorse, but he in a way he makes uh, a bit of sense lah. So he say like you know he will advise like people like you know the, the youth, if you like a boy, you must make sure you appear in front of him and you go like all his Instagram photos. Oh. Okay la, don't hey, like all that, at one go. That happening? Huh? <laughs> happening? <laughs> he he said no. He said like all his face uh, Facebook photos. Oh, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Facebook, not Instagram, but. As a guy, suddenly, if a girl come and like all your Instagram posts from two years ago, will you get scared? If I like the girl, no scared. You happy lah? Happy! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't have to like first of She like my photo first. Mm. But, but if I don't like... Because guys are, fear, uh, are fearful of rejection as well, I guess. It's yes. the same. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very refreshing to hear that because a lot of times we, we just think that girls are afraid of rejection. Guys are like, you know, they have a heart of steel. 
they don't feel Spider-Man, embarrassed one. Know, Superman. <laughs> they don't feel embarrassed and like, never mind, rejected, never mind, I move to the next target. I move to the next target. But as a guy, do you do you get like kanchong you know, when you like somebody and then you want to ask that person out? Kanchong. Very scared one. Okay. I, I tell you how S and I got started, okay? Um, so because I'm a pastor and I was trying to pioneer a church, um, our church. And it's very busy and everything. Um, so one day I went back home and uh, I'm supposed to find somebody, right? It's time to settle down, not good to be alone and not good for a single man to try to pioneer a church, create a lot of, you know. So I went home, I saw Esther and Esther is like pretty, she's talented, comes from a good family, like how hard does it get? But guys are scared one, scared, scared not, scared. One, two, three. If you're scared, raise your hand. Like, together, raise hand. Amen. Wow. Okay. Today, I'll give you a lot of courage, man. And, <laughs> and so, I don't know how to say it in front of her. Thank God for ICQ. Whoa, ICQ. Thank how God many for... of you used ICQ before? You know what it is, ICQ, right? ICQ, man. Like, pure days. Yes, yes. Of ICQ. Thank God, so, thank God. you know, and uh, her, her handle was Speedo, Speedo. Huh? Speedo. Speedo? She loves swimming. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You think no, what? No, oh, no, no, very random, very random. I thought it would be like Flower Girl One Five Nine Zero, like you oh, know. Speedo. So, 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 I just don't know how. Maybe I was so stupid, lah, Right at the time, I just say, hey, if one day you become pastor's wife, you cannot. You know what was her reply? You think I scared, ah? Wow. So I consider that Sario. <laughs> Not very romantic one. I, but it's so precious. You know, but but probably like I know, probably a lot of you thinking like yeah, because you were young. Yep. Like yeah. you guys were under the age of twenty five. You know, you were reckless and in love and excited, Not and you so just sophisticated also lah like, those days. Yeah, but that makes it happen you see like because you don't think so much you're not so conscious and you're young you have all the time in the world but what if like let's say i'm a single lady and i'm in well in my 30s and touching 40s or maybe touching 50s and i'm still single and i want to get married and then you know they say like yeah just open up your circle and like you know just try go dating and like give the guys a chance but then i look around me and i'm like oh my god church got no guys yeah and then like, no, and then like, I will tell my, what I will tell my, uh, all these are married, yeah. So like, I will tell my friends, you name me a list and see. So I always, I always gonna, I got a lot of single friends, and they always tell me, you name me a list of guys and see. Then I'll name, 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 name like, mm, cannot la, no sparks, uh, no la, not suitable. So. And then we will always tell them go, just go for a date. You know what's the worst that can happen? But for them, it's like I am already not very young. I'm ready to settle down. I want to find somebody that I want. I can marry and not just somebody that I'm dating. And then like, who knows, he might break my heart and then we waste time. I don't want to waste time and I can't afford to waste time. So how? I don't want to, I don't want to settle. I want to get married, but I don't want to settle. Huh. For mediocrity. Wow. I'm not saying the guys in church are mediocre, but maybe if you're not mediocre, you need to appear in front of her more, you know, because we cannot see you all. Yeah. I think, I think when the church... Organizes something like a get together, like the steak, like steak, cooking, yeah, chop. Or, or production. Okay, it's going to be three months of working together. Mm. So if you avail yourself to serve and find somebody in a very natural environment, I think I think it's it's very helpful. Like, so you you don't want to be seen as desperate, and neither do you want to like go straight into a one to one, going out with somebody. So you see somebody that is like serving, that guy is like, wow, always on time, going the extra mile. Mm. Then if you think that, oh, that guy's not bad and he's single, then they might appear, ah. walk around. Walk around. Right? <laughs> walk more, la, girls, walk ah. more. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you are waiting for that spark to happen first, it's a myth. <laughs> Sometimes spark doesn't happen first. So you get yeah, to know no that person. Ones, actually. No build sparks, friendship. Right? But this is always the answer that my single friends tell me. Cannot la, no sparks. Yep. No sparks. Cannot, can, we went for a date but it's awkward. Like, got nothing to talk about. Oh, by the way, uh, Venetia, are you here today? Venetia and Brandon? No. They, 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 they're married. Come on, let's give them a big hand. Yeah. So, All right. 
I, I want to talk about them because they are my very few success story. success story <laughs> success story. So so Brandon was going to ask Venetia out, right? Okay. And so this Venetia saw me at the lobby. Say, hey pastor, he she, he asked me out. What should I do? I said. I'm not asking you to marry him, right? On the first date, like just go and have dinner first, and then and and see how it goes. So say okay lah, okay lah. Since you pastor, you say I go lah. So she went, you know, she went. The first meal they had together, Brandon said nothing. The whole night he was quiet and. But but, but why were you? She was, she was like. Oh, so yeah, it was like, mm, yeah, like because he was nervous and shy, or I don't know lah. I don't know. I didn't okay, ask. Later, what they later, y'all can ask Brandon lah. Yeah. yeah, he's up there. Then I said, <laughs> how? I said, I don't know how. Go for another date. They went second one. Okay. Now they are married, right? Yeah. You look oh. at their, you look at their Facebook post where he's so in love. Oh. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> so, don't don't always. Place the spark as that main, first, most crucial, fundamental thing. Because five years, ten years after you're married, right? I tell you, the only spark is when you're cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> you try don't change the diaper of your kid, your wife will give you some spark. Yep, that's it, true. It, right? You, you yes. Know, it's a bit overrated. Yeah. So we are. Also, I think this generation is a curse of knowing too much. You watch too many things. You read too many articles. You 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 know so many what, and then you have risk management on your relationship. Like wow, because I'm a actual what, what can I do? But that's your relationship. It's a human being. It's it's real life. Just you know, the older I get, I realize when you are younger, you fall in love with an image. The older you get, you realize that you're actually falling in love with a person. Hmm. The image that I wanted to fall in love to in Esther was, oh, she got to be this amazing girl. She can cook. She can clean the house. And when she's supposed to talk, she talks. When she's not supposed to talk, she doesn't talk. She can uh, go outside and she can go inside. You get what I mean? You get what I mean? Go in the living room, okay, go okay. in the kitchen. And the that, right sound, that sounds better. That sounds better. You know, can, can cook, can talk, like, take care of the baby. But... After 15 years of marriage, right? It's like, do I really want to marry a wife to do all these things for me? I just begin to fall in love with the person that she is. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, do you have any reply to that? All the men things are the same one. So, <laughs> it's kind of true because when we first got married, I didn't know about this image that he had, but when we first got married, I, I really didn't know how to be a wife. <laughs> I'm messy, I can't cook, I can't do any of the things I can do now. But as you grow along, it's a journey that we went. So I mop the floor, yeah. I, I cook, I cannot even make bed. I don't even know how to make my bed. Wow. But then subsequently, probably I'm moved by love or his cleanliness, <laughs> and I begin to change. And, and it's in a, a way, yeah, you influence each other, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Over the years of you no, know, fifteen years of getting married, like there are a lot of people who say, "You are not the person that I married." I'm not. I hope I'm Which not. Which is true. Which is actually not kind a bad of, thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. So after she started making bed, I don't make bed anymore. Ah. Yeah, so I wonder. My, my job so, is done. So sometimes <laughs> I ask him, eh, what happened to this habit? Like, this is a habit that you taught me that then now I have to make my own bed and you don't even make your own bed. Because I used to make single bed, ma. <laughs> I never made king size bed. Yeah. Yeah. So we changed, he changed, I changed, but we changed in a journey together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's great. Now back to like the topic just now, you know. Hey, you uh, seem like you have an agenda, or like, whatever the answer also like not good enough for you, one. Uh, good enough. Give 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 faster and that's the big hand. No no no, because I I have a very um my heart is heavy for my single friends. I uh, can tell. So <laughs> so they are all like you know hoping that I address this more. So like. A lot of times we say like Don't have a list right yeah. We throw the list away We burn it But the truth is Every girl wants to have uh, The other half Who can lead them Yeah yeah. So A lot of times when we ask them So what are you looking for in a guy You know They, they don't really say handsome Macho anymore But they'll say like I want Them to be Able to lead me I want a leader I want that guy To have leadership Something like Pastor Kevin like that. Something like uh, Pastor Keith Something like Pastor Jin Chong Jin Chong Something like Jin Chong a lot Jin Chong Muscular Got Volvo 
the hub uh, yeah, 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 can yeah, can play, can play guitar, play. Uh, candy machine, Jin Jin, Bahaya Jin, Bahaya Jin, now can change diaper, can change diaper, uh, can change diaper, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Levan, Levan okay. is an amazing wife and mother, so. Okay, yeah, sorry. don't go so, and catch out Jin Chong, okay? There are many guys in church, you know, you just have to walk around. Alright. Yeah, yeah you just have to walk around. But yeah, names like, you know, Pat Jin, like Pastor Andrew, Pastor Noah, all come out. But the problem is, all of you guys are married. So how? Like, huh? how? So how? What, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> so how? I'm still married. So, so my so how is like you know so what happens next like what about the guys who are not prominently positioned as a leader they are not a leader in church they are not so aggressive they are not so loud and bold they are more passive they are very behind the scenes they are amazing guys but they are just not like you know speaking on stage do are, are they considered leaders do they have I mean what is leadership I think it's true. Every girl wants a guy to lead her because that's a natural order. Men are just designed to protect and provide and women are in a supporting role to nurture. So, so a lot of times when you define leadership, you define that charismatic leadership, that rah-rah, that person on stage can speak and is loud, the extrovert. And, but leadership is way more than that. And, and a lot of times when women, they come to a relationship, they, when they start to demand leadership from the men, you become overpowering and you start to nag at the guys. And yeah. you, and you say, nag. guys are useless. They oh. should be this, they should be that, they should be that, they should be that. <sighs> then, and you become that powerful woman because feminism, right? And you, you take control of everything. I think that's where we go wrong as women. Yeah. Mm. The most powerful type of um, supporting role for women is you allow the guy to rise up even though he's not there yet he's not at your expected expected level yet but you play a role in helping him and supporting him that he feels supported that he could rise to that role um, in other words is sometimes act stupid a little bit oh. but Just you can do it you clearly eye. can do that task you, can, you don't you have to act stupid often <laughs> Uh, it's okay. Huh? It's, it's a secret. Let's, let's, let's not get there. <laughs> but yeah, it's you can you can clearly do a lot of things. You can handle it yourself. But sometimes, give the space for the guy to take lead. Yeah. Let the guy do something to show his leadership. Yeah. I, I think I think it's also because if we equate um, being an extrovert as being a leader, I think that's where you are falling in love with an image that you like. That's why like uh, you're not like this person or like that person. But if you look at the person that you're with, every other guy or that you know, there, there is a gift of leadership in them, but maybe in a different way. Some of them lead really well when it is in their forte, like uh, if they like to cook or if they are a banker or if they are very athletic. But it's difficult when you keep expecting your, the man to be good at things that he's not good at and expect him to lead in that. So why don't you just celebrate each other to let them flourish? I, I want to tell you, right, I have, a, I have a wrong idea of the woman that I wanted to marry because I came from a traditional church. In my traditional church setup, the pastor's wife got to be able to bake, cook, and do all that. So my, secretly in my heart, I wanted Esther to be able to do that. Wow, then when I marry her, she cannot even make the bed. Wow, this is like so far out from my expectation. But then I asked myself, right, did I marry her to cook? Or did I marry her because she's a person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? Oh, that's very powerful. So, so sometimes we, we are too focused into we wanting that person to be the person that we want them to be and not wanting the person to realize who they are made in the image of God. Mm. You know, I mean, <clears throat> can you tell me if Brandon is not a leader just because he doesn't talk a lot? But this guy makes sure the church is closed up, is locked up, make sure everything is okay. I can tell you, not many of you will be doing that. I won't be doing that, right? And, and so after marrying him, Venetia will know he, she can sleep in peace every night because Brandon will be going around locking the doors <laughs> in the house and making sure, because a person is consistent, right? That's who they are. Yeah. So can we say that leadership is also taking responsibility? Of course, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so that makes it easier because leadership is such a broad word, you know. Sometimes we just misunderstand the word, like yeah. the definition of it. Uh -huh. Okay, good. Now it is all addressed. It's all clear. Let's move on to some marriage topic. Okay. All now right. that you guys are married for 15 years, right? Yep. From beginning, you know, I'm sure it's very easy for you guys to like have marriage time and like really, really like, you know, give each other the utmost priority like after work oh cannot i need to go home to my wife and we need to cook together we need to spend time together but as the years go by you know you have kids and then kids are growing up and you have lesser and lesser time in your hands with work church commitments how do you always ensure that your marriage is your priority and by that i'm saying like you know really put each other as number one not the kids because it's so easy to just put the kids as number one because their needs are more urgent their needs are very apparent but each other is like oh, yeah, you understand me I understand you lah. we are in this season you know our kids are young we don't have time it's okay lah. no need lah. we just sleep lah. you get what I mean yeah so how, how do you prioritize each other all, over the years um, we uh, the fortunate thing about us is we come from the same background because we came from the same hometown so the things that we like our culture is already similar so and and we are quite intentional about that. Some more kids came along and we have church in our life and we have to lead people and all. So our life is constantly filled with people and events and things going on. So we intentionally always spend time with each other on weeknights. Uh, we will try to put the kids early to bed. Uh, we try. Every we try. night we try. Alexander always breaks the rule. But <laughs> so we, try. we try. If we have not fallen asleep before them, then that's too bad. But otherwise, we'll say, okay, 9.30, I put him to sleep, okay? We wait. Once they sleep, then we'll hang out. So we'll, we'll walk around the house, chit-chat, do stuff. Walk around the house. Uh, make a drink. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, make, a, make a drink, make like, you know, coffee and tea, is it? Yeah, water, water. <laughs> uh, water, drink, water. Drink water. Uh, okay. Like, get some snacks on the fridge and mm. we'll sit down. Okay, let's look at Netflix and see what we can watch together. Let's pick a movie together. I, I, think, uh, I think Netflix is very sensitive. Huh? They, they know... Uh, they used to have two hours movies and then 45 minutes documentaries and then 30 minutes documentaries and then they know people like us cannot even last 30 minutes they have 12 minutes documentaries so that's what we are watching now okay. like it's quick and done and it's just, it's just an, it's a thing that for us to do together so that we can start a conversation or something yeah. so intentionally we uh, put the kids to bed early and make sure every night uh, we get to do something. I, I want you to know that doing something, it's not like we got to plan, like, you know, doing this or that. I think husbands, right, you really don't want to go home and plan for something else. You're already so busy at work. So keep it natural, keep it simple, keep it uh, sustainable. So if it's, so we used to watch one movie, one night, right? Now, after we're married, if we really like the movie, uh, you watch it over like five nights. So in a Netflix, you have movies that you have watched halfway, you know, the, you know, so many of them, like, after a while, you've also forgotten what the story was all about. But, yeah. but it's about trying just to do something together yeah. in a night. So I know this is like, um, it's, it's actually easier for me personally. I mean, we are all grown-ups, right? We are here to really address tough issues. So I'm going to be the first to admit, like, now I'm uh, eight years married, with two kids, one is like five and another one is seven months old. And every night, when we go home at 9.30, we think that, oh yes, we have an early night. Yes, we put the kids to sleep and then we can spend time together. But by the time everyone is asleep and we are showered and we are ready to spend time together, it's already one o'clock. <laughs> and then the next day, we need to wake up at 6.30 a.m. So, okay, do we want to watch Netflix or have sex oh that's blatant it's a struggle can we be real it's a struggle like family with young kids everyone seated there will feel me feel boon you know i feel you oh, boon. but it's true we are we have the intention like and i okay la, tonight la, must la, must make it happen la, it's been a while <laughs> you know but when you actually have that time you're so exhausted and you just don't want to think and you just can't move anymore. You just want to watch something brainless and just sleep. Yeah. So a lot of nights, that becomes the easier option and really like we just say, watch 12 minutes, okay, okay, good night. 
Yeah. So how? So how? Hey, y'all don't laugh, ah. Y'all are not married, one, ah. You get there one day. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Angry? Angry? It's true. It's true. It's a real. It's a real issue. I mean, we are we are aware and we are working on it. But how? How important is sexual intimacy in a marriage? I mean, we we know that emotional intimacy is important, of course. You know, you're married. You need to be emotionally connected, and mentally, you know, yeah, you need to connect with each other on a mental level, intellectual level. You know, have yeah. meaningful conversations. But what about sexual intimacy? How is it important, and why? I think I think a lot of married couples need to hear this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <coughs> this one so sensitive. I answer lah. <laughs> I'm I, looking I, at I, you. I, I got the signal. Yeah, I got the signal from my wife. I think, I think um, firstly, it's, you, you, you cannot separate kids from marriage or physically looking after them and your physical intimacy, having sex with your wife. It, it's really a two-person thing. Um, men, let me tell you this. <clears throat> if you really want to be intimate with your wife, when you get home, <coughs> you help her. You help her clean the house. You help her prep the food. You help her clean up the babies, uh, the kids. You the the fast. The more, uh, the more, the more participative you are. Like don't just sit there and I need my cave time. Mm. Yeah, you need your cave time. You don't help me after that. You won't get your sex time. You know. And <laughs> so 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 you do everything. And then so if both of you work together, you don't have to wait until one one a.m. Like nine thirty. Lights out for them, like don't care. Put them in another room. Uh, then you already do so much, right? You're already preparing your wife, what? Isn't it? Then your wife's like, eh, my lokong, mchoga man, back up, back up, back up. Okay, la, take off my clothes for him, la, bila, ah, like. That's, that sounds easy. It sounds easy. Sounds easy. <laughs> oh, so no, 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 no. The problem is he do that every night. He's too faster, lor. No, no, it's not about the. No, it's not about no, that. No, I'm not saying that one. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just joking. That's another topic for another day. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Sign up for marriage course after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, like, do is. I mean, we have come to a point where it is in. It has to be intentional. If let's say we want to leave it to like to be natural, uh, we see lah tonight. If we Netflix that time, see what happens lah. You know, maybe we'll go with the flow. But usually, go with the flow means end up sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So, how to be intentional? I say like the guys like part. Okay, how about the girls part? Like, you know, sometimes we're just so tired. So. How as as a wife, like how do you how do you prep? Bone, you okay, bone. My heart goes out to you, bro. Because I, I, I believe I believe it's uh, I believe it's teamwork. Yeah. Um, being intentional has a lot of ways, and it, when you're talking about intimacy, it doesn't just begin with that click of the mind that physical intimacy, sex or whatever. But there's a lot of different levels of intimacy for a woman. And those could be trigger points, right? It yeah. could be mental intimacy or emotional yeah. intimacy. So mental intimacy means like a good and deep conversation, conversation about life and about my feelings. And I feel open yeah. and okay. I, feel I he un, he he understands, he understands me. me he cares those, for me. Yeah. Okay. Those help. So it doesn't just. It's not just like getting all the kids to bed. Okay, now like choi sam, like yeah. girls and have sex. Yeah. It doesn't work like that for girls, right? Yes. But there's a lot. Of other ways, so like emotional intimacy, like um, having a laugh about something and and joking about something, having good times. Those are different different ways. But when you're intentional about it and you're intentional about building that intimacy, whatever it is, yeah. then it it will come naturally. Yeah, yeah. So and you would want it yeah. rather than you feel like oh god, I, I just got to fulfill it since I'm married, right? Yeah. Put yes. drugs in the drink lah. <laughs> it still doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Let's give Pastor and Esther a big hand, right? I'm sure it's not easy to address these issues. Yeah, it's not easy for us. Yes, we, we have to work on it. Yes, you know, it's not like we are woohoo smooth. No. Yeah, it's all hard work and hard intention. Work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next question is pretty controversial. So oh yeah, it's so controversial today. All right. <laughs> what if my partner is everything that I wish for? Like he is gentleman and he is amazing. He is so helpful. He loves my family. My family loves him. The only problem is that he is not a believer. 
Can I date him? Can I marry him? Do you really want to ask this question? Yes, I believe that we should address it once and for all. Okay. Let me do my pastor's job. Lah. Are you guys okay? Um, I think we can come to a place that we cannot answer all your questions. I know a lot of questions have been sent through Slido. Um, Kaysen has been uh, quite amazing in crafting. Our team has uh, come together. Uh, so we're going to put some of these questions or answers in a talk show that we will record and that you can watch it at your convenience at home because one day it's not going to do everything. I, I want to talk about whether Christians can date non-Christian. I'm going to tread on very dangerous grounds here today and you got to really hear me out with an open heart. I, I want to say I don't particularly have a big issue with Christian wanting to date a non-Christian. But the problem is this. The problem is, right, if I as a believer and my life is changed, my life has got purpose and has got meaning purely because of what Jesus Christ has done for me on the cross. That without Christ, nothing else means anything. And that's me. And I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I know how much God loves me. This whole morning, we worship God with the song Love and then Heng shared about unconditional love. So now if I like this girl and I really want to marry her, how is it possible that I will never tell Esther about the love of God that changed my life? To me, that is a more critical problem because marriage is a lifetime, but the love of God is eternal. So a lifetime in comparison to eternity, right? It's like no comparison at all. I cannot say I truly love my spouse if I do not tell my spouse about the unconditional infinite love that God has. So if you meet a guy, if you meet a girl, and, and you're kind of like, you know you have good feelings for each other, you haven't gone much deeper, take the opportunity to, to, to go and, hey, you know what, I want you to know my life is different, not because I'm a better man, because I'm more able, but really because of what God has done for me. And I would love for you to experience that. Otherwise, it is like, hey, I just want to marry you, okay? You provide for me. I will go to my church. You don't have to come. Uh, I go heaven. I don't know where you go after that. Uh, it's not my problem. How can that be love? And how can that be love with the spouse, the man or the woman that you're going to marry? And as Christian, we got to hold on to values. I want you to know as a man, uh, a lot of men would go to church and look for Christian girls. You know why? Because they believe Christian girls are wife material. Are you? Yes. Yes. Girls, girls, right? Because you grew up in church, you love God, you're, 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 you're seemingly like you're very pious, you, you have an order of life. I go to church to look for a girl that is a Christian because they're wife material. But girls sometimes they are so desperate. They, 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 they're so scared they will lose the guy, then you lose your life by living loosely. Like you date a guy for two months, you start taking off your clothes. You go and sleep in his house, then you move in. And then I want to tell you this, a non-Christian guy will be like, eh? Che, same one what? I thought if I meet a girl in a club, she will take off her clothes. Che, I meet a Christian girl, also same one. You are shortchanging yourself. Are you with me or not? The guys can weigh one. If he cannot weigh, then you don't marry him. How hard does it get? So, so my problem is, sometimes I see Christian girls lose living. Date two weeks. Don't come home already. Go to the guy's house. So I want you to know, God did not create boundaries like this to torture you, to punish you. God created all these boundaries so that you are protected in a covenant called marriage. If the guy already sleeps with you before you're married, after you're married, I tell you, he will look for somebody else because there's nothing exciting, nothing new, and there's nothing to work on. You know why? Because sex before marriage is purely physical. Sex after marriage, it is the strengthening of the bond of the marriage. So hold, wait. If you're a guy, 
and you're a Christian, don't just like, oh, I want to see which girl I can get to know and, and you know, be, be loose. Don't do that. God created this so that we can build a marriage, so that the whole act of sexual intimacy is to develop an intimacy that otherwise not possible outside of the confinement of marriage. Is that okay? So, so let the guy that you meet, the girl, let him or her get to know about God because that to me is the single most important thing in our lives and it's the life of Jesus. Are you guys blessed? Amen. Yep. Yes. So, so as we close today, I want to pray. I believe prayer is very powerful. Prayer opens our lives to allow God to work. I want to pray for the singles. Uh, don't know too much anymore. Okay? Don't go and calculate risk and uh, all that thing. Just, just hang out with somebody. Today, after church, go lunch with someone. Is that okay? Number one. If you are attached, going to get married, remember all these things that God has commanded us, is created to protect you. If you're married, you've got to keep pursuing your wife. Is Esther Miss Right? Am I Mr. Right? No. But we're working towards becoming Mr. and Miss Right for each other. If she's already Miss Right, right? We spend, you know, Christians are very interesting. We spend so much time praying, oh God, is she the one? If she's the one, right? After you're married, there's nothing to do already. She's the one already, what? What can I, what do I have to do? So no, I always believe I'm on my way to become Mr. Right. So I work on my life, I work on my values, I work on my commitment, I work on all the things that God has given to me. So for those of us who are married, please keep pursuing your wife, sayang her. People say if you open the door, the car door for your wife, two things, either one is new, the car is new or the wife is new. Don't do that. It's like when a car bang, the first thing is how bad it is. No, ask her, is she okay? If you've been married for many years, please uh, keep pursuing her. If you have been married before and you're divorced, I pray that God will restore your life. God will, you know, give you a second chance, an opportunity to live life differently again in the next season. Shall we pray? Hallelujah.